You're listening to the Scottish Football Forums podcast, the home of Scottish football banter. Hello and welcome to the Scottish Football Forums podcast. I'm Chris, I'm the host tonight, because John's not here, but uh, John is here, so hey Hey John. (laughs) Oh yeah, nothing like confusing the, the, the listeners, all ten of them. I think oh, we've increased the, our numbers recently. I, I was thinking about this earlier, I was trying to figure out how you differentiate between John the Aberdeen fan and John the Aberdeen fan. I've still not come up with a good way to do it. I mean, have you got nicknames? <laughs> I think I've been known as John B. Oh, yeah, I know that, we're both that, called John B, but he's just called John and I'm called John B. I think we'll make it that easy. See, he's JB. That's the thing. <laughs> so that doesn't help. Uh, we'll figure something out eventually. Uh, anyway, tonight, or today, depending on when you're listening to this, um, we have plenty to talk about. It was a, an eventful weekend uh, in the Scottish football, so we'll start off with the usual way we start off these things, with the charity bit. Um, we had Shane Sutherland, Elgin. Um, they had a 2 each draw with Berwick, but unfortunately it was Berwick who opened the scoring. Greg Rutherford, who I could swear was a, a, a long jumper, last I checked. Aye, but, he's, uh, he's leaked to scupper our charity bit. Aye, hey, that was far funnier than I was trying to come up with Saturday, <laughs> so yeah, I like that one. Um, someone didn't even score at the weekend, um, it was Riley and Cameron that scored for Elgin, so that scuppered that. Uh, and, and another bit, we had uh, Hibbs who drew, uh, and we had what was the other bit? Oh, aye, it was uh, St. Johnson, wasn't it? Uh, 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 we'll come on to what's happened to St Johnson uh, because it was a a bit of a a bit of a strange one. But let's let's go back to Friday night because that's when the uh, the football started for for real uh, as uh, Aberdeen were at uh, Dens Park and there was a potential that Celtic could clinch a title on Friday night if Aberdeen lost. Didn't quite happen, did it? No, um, yeah, because two years ago we lost in Dundee to give boys the title when we lost to United, yep. so there was no danger of that happening again. We were just, um, it's hard to actually describe the, the A, the result, and the identity of the hat trick goal scorer. Um, yeah. no, it's not something you can say every day. I mean, Andy Coyson pops up with the odd goal, but a hat trick, even he was surprised. <laughs> no, it's, 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 I mean, <laughs> It I, I was quite poor defending, but fair play to Queenstown. Yeah. The, the, the best it is, like, I watched sports scene last night, uh, and he missed one before he scored, any. Yeah. <laughs> he went over the bar, he probably should have scored. Mm-hmm. So, uh, uh, but do you know, do you know something? He's, um, you know, not, he's not every Aberdeen fan's cup of tea, um, because he went through a real spell where he was making blunder after blunder, but I think he's got over that, and he's made that like left back position his own uh, and it's also helped that Shani's playing in midfield and Shani's playing very well but you know he's he's very good at going forward and they obviously popped up with you know the two headers and then that you know striker's instinct from the <laughs> for the third goal <laughs> <laughs> but I'm delighted for him I mean I, what, I was what I was surprised that I didn't actually know he was as young as 30 um, I mean because he's been Is around he? forever aye. aye that was his 30th aye a, a match ball from Dens Park. Right. Aye, that's, not, that's not a bad way to turn 30, I suppose. But aye, it's, it's, <laughs> it does feel like he's been around a long, long time. 
I know. See, when he, I know he made his debut against you boys in 2005. Um, I, I thought he was 20 when he made his debut, but turns out he was actually 18. Oh, right, right. So, aye. And, and he keeps getting like the odd one-year, two-year deal. Um, he's with been us, a good so. servant, has, has he had a testimonial at some point? He he, he's, a, he's actually had his testimony. Yeah. Well, I can't remember who it was against. It was a couple of years ago now. Um, well, may, I think it may have been Vitesse Arnhem, but I can't remember. If he goes on to try and like, emulate the likes of David Weir and stuff like that, he might get another testimonial. Uh, <laughs> the old Morris Malpass, double testimonial. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who knows? <laughs> but um, no, he's been a good servant to us. And I, was de- I think uh, everyone, every Aberdeen fan would have been delighted for him because he's Aberdeen through and through, Constantine. And his dad played for the club as well, so for him to pop up a hat trick, that's you know he can now say he's done pretty much everything in his career. Right. Well, uh, for Aberdeen anyway. His family aren't into like, selling property, are they? Because uh, there's a there's a house I drive past on the way to work. It's up for sale at the moment, <laughs> and I, just, I drove past it this morning and I just seen Aberdeen constantly. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I thought that was quite bizarre as well. I don't think it's the same family. Not, not any you never not know. Any relation whatsoever. But, aye, I thought it was quite funny. But, um, yeah. Aye, so, uh, was it McGinn got on the score sheet? Um, mm-hmm. Maybe finishing up his time at Aberdeen? I think so. Um, I said this at early in the season, and this is his fifth year with us, and he's pushing 30 himself now and it's the last big opportunity for him to get a good good deal he's been linked with championship clubs and there's no doubt in my mind he'll, he'll go down there you know I know he was linked to a heart seller but I just don't see that coming to fruition you know if he was going to stay in Scotland he'd well he'd either go back to Celtic or stay with Aberdeen in my view um, but, John, Johnny Hughes right in the match there Aye, because they're quite pally. Aye. I don't know I mean I'd love I'd love um, Johnny Hughes to be right in McGinn Dusty but I just think that um, he'll take this last opportunity to go down south and, and good luck to him if that's what he chooses to do. He's just been a brilliant player for Aberdeen and ever since he's come back from being rested just before Christmas, he's just been sensational. Him and Hayes together, you know, they're lightning mm-hmm. and they make that team tick. Definitely. Not a bad news though, um, he's a final get a man Tansy. あ、いや、いや、いや、いや、いや、いや、いや、いや、いや、いや、いや、いや、いや、いや、いや、いや、いや、いや、いや、いや、いや、いや、いや、いや、いや、いや、いや、いや、いや、いや、いや、いや、い
and in that same season we finished treble runners up. Um, so I wonder if that's an omen as to what's happened this season. <laughs> but we need to get to a Scottish Cup final first. But um, I, but I'd rather we have one trophy into the runners up positions this season. So we'll wait and see what happens there. I, I, I never realised that. I was quite happy if that happened. <laughs> Because <laughs> there's only one team likely to win the treble, isn't there? <laughs> Aye, well, obviously. <laughs> Wonder who that can be. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, let's get to that later. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, it's a bit of a, a devastating blow for Dundee, who'd still had top six aspirations. They still mm-hmm. technically can make the top six, but it's looking. For like seven points behind Dassel, with yeah. three games I, left, that's looking a bit. Out of I think. Now. I think um, Dundee's priority right now should just be making sure they don't get sucked in because with results, which I know we're going to talk about shortly, um, not going their way, they could easily be sucked back in this relegation fight. There's only five points clear of Inverness and three clear of Hamilton. Yeah, it's just a precarious position. It's just a weird uh, table this season. Um, I know. I mean, they're three behind Kilmarnock at the moment, so... Everybody that's going to be in the bottom six is in that relegation fight. No doubt yeah. Every every team in that bottom seven has been six position at least once this season. Yeah. <laughs> and they've probably all been bottom at some point this season as well. It's been a bizarre season. Yeah, it's it's almost looking like Thistle are going to claim that six spot. Uh mm-hmm. if they do, that will guarantee their best ever top flight finish. Because their best yeah. ever top flight finish in town has been eighth. So really? the, the worst they can do is, is finish sixth if they make it. And they're in a great position. Uh, four points clear mm-hmm. come on, not three games left before the split. They're actually only four yeah. behind Hearts. Yeah, that's actually quite frightening. They could actually catch Hearts the way things are going. Um, but well done for Chris Dillon for getting his um, 100th goal. Um, even if Willie Cullum tried to spoil his moment by booking him for lifting his shirt up to show the 100 sign. Yeah, no, but, no, never ever has it been said Willie Cullum has any common sense. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely not. But yeah, he's a he's still regarded our best referee. Um, but by he did have a good goal. Euros, but aye. No, it's bizarre. According to FIFA, I, I really don't get it. Anybody can think any of our referees has, has been good. But um, yeah. it was a good result for us on the end because he came from behind mm-hmm. it. Aye, uh, it was a good goal that um, the boy was it Curran that scored the first one for Ross County. Yeah. Yeah, that um, was a, a good finish. Um, and like, they, yeah. were, they were looking good for the points until until Dylan's best. But um, that is yeah. uh, technically Ross County can still catch Partick Thistle, but you need like a nine point swing and thirteen. Sorry, sixteen goal swing in their favour. Yeah, so, I think um, I think it's Partick to lose now. Um, the only team that for me that can realistically catch them is Kilmarnock. And Kilmarnock will get Rangers this weekend, Celtic on Saturday. Yeah, so. uh, I, like, I think the only thing that might go for Kilmarnock is the fact that they're playing Rangers who seem to be missing defenders. Um, yeah, true. They would then have to go to Celtic Park, but um, I mean, we, we know what position Celtic are in now. But uh, having said that, Partick Thistle may also benefit from that because Partick Thistle's next game is Celtic Park as well. So um, if they can get in... Um, what, um, it's probably worth noting that I, mean, I brought up a previous Celtic Aberdeen game already, but another previous Celtic Aberdeen game was that time in 2003 04 when Celtic clinched the title at uh, Rugby Park. Uh, I think that was the 32nd mm-hmm. game of the, the season, and they were still unbeaten at that point. And then game 33 was a home tie against Aberdeen. Should have been a, a fairly routine game, and Aberdeen won it an injury thing. 
Aye, that's right. Um, it, was, it was weird because we had an absolutely honking team at that point. Yes. Um, under Steve Patterson, and we were actually missing some of our best players. Russell Anderson was injured, Andrew Diamond was injured, um, and somehow we won that game. But um, because we then went to lose on the next five games against the bottom six sides, <laughs> and Patterson gets sacked at the end of the season. Yes, yeah. Uh, that was the last one of the season. Yeah. <laughs> Aye, it was. Um, it was bit, but I, I think was really annoying that one because like I said they were unbeaten in the league at the point, and, and then they <laughs> did that last minute okay. goal. I think was it Brian Prunty equalised that night. For Brian Prunty equalising the damage relics yeah. got the winner. That was it. Yep. So um, if this all yeah. be looking to try and emulate that, given the same season it. Arsenal went invincible. Yes, that was that's what really annoys me. Because <laughs> as far yeah. as I'm concerned, Celtic were invincible. It didn't matter. But Arsenal, Arsenal went one better and actually finished the season on me. So. Yeah. Maybe, maybe this year. I don't know. Celtic's still got a, a, a good few tough games ahead of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and Aye. it's going to be difficult to motivate. But getting ahead of myself again. Ho- hopefully you lose it, Pitorji. <laughs> you just might not even need the points for it. Probably not, but it'd be nice to take them off you anyway. Um, because... Aberdeen's win on Friday night was coupled with the fact that uh, Rangers could only draw at home against Motherwell, so that's ten point gap between second and third now. Yeah, it's it's ours to lose, and you know, ahead of the big game this weekend, you no, know, it was that was a welcome um, result. Do you know? I don't know why, but I fancied Motherwell to take something. Um, and I, I heard I was just watching some of the, the highlights um, before I came more. on. Aye, but. Mother have taken the lead three times at Ibrox this season. Mm-hmm. And that was their first point. They also lost the first league game in the Scottish Cup game. They what, must be kicking themselves. What I find astounding is I'm pretty sure the last time they were at Ibrox, it was Roy Moult that scored the goal. So yeah, to was. find him completely unmarked at a corner after three minutes was just ridiculous. Mm-hmm. So I, I couldn't believe the free space he had. And he, he took it well. and um, then but Depending on what you read, Either Coutinho is a masterclass the tactician suddenly because he took off three defenders and managed to earn a draw. Mm-hmm. Um, if you listen to Coutinho himself, he says they're injured or ill. And if you check the, the, the news today that they're struggling for defenders this uh, midweek, then that tends to back that up. So I'm not sure tactics had much to do with it. But yeah, the press ain't been falling over the new Rangers manager, so we might criticise that. Eh? <laughs> A bit of bitterness there for no reason. <laughs> Aye, but, you I, know, don't, I don't understand that. It's just like they're, they're praising him for something he had absolutely nothing to do with. Yeah. I mean, it's not, he himself said they were ill or injured. I was considered mm-hmm. making one sub. He wasn't even thinking about making all three. He was forced into making all three. You can't yeah. praise a guy for making three subs he was forced into doing. Yeah, but then he's acted instinctively putting the, the right players on and they've managed to get, get their point. I mean, I didn't see the second half of the game I only got to see bits of the first half and I saw the Fodderingham double save but yeah and that, that, ultimately that's what happened in the game is that uh-huh. putting Garner on was a good move because he obviously got the equaliser but uh-huh. the only reason Rangers get anything out of that game had nothing to do with what happened up the top but it was what happened with Fodderingham Fodderingham had a great second half and he kept uh, uh-huh. Motherwell at bay it's Motherwell, it's, it was Motherwell that should have won that game not else was, I don't see it all. I don't see right. the tactical genius of Kajinia uh, yet. Maybe, maybe, I just, maybe I'm missing something. Yeah. Maybe they're just, um, you know... Desperate for them to be a genius? <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> I mean, I, w- I was going to say, maybe it's, uh, you know, just letting them settle in, letting them settle in, see what you can do, but then they weren't 
um, they were very quick in turning on Paul Le Guin the minute yes. they realised it wasn't going to work for him. Yeah. So, uh, and John Barnes as well was another one. Yeah, they're setting himself up for a fall because they've been fawning over him the last couple of press conferences because he's done his homework and his opposition. Um, and he'd be spotted in the crowd at, at Dens Park actually, so he's obviously went along to see Aberdeen yeah, with, with that game coming up next week. Yeah. It's not a next game, but it's a, it's a weekend. Um, but um, yeah, that was another two points dropped, and let's say ten points clear. Mm-hmm. Aberdeen and Rangers now. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think Rangers are going to drop out a second, out a third spot because they're still eight clear of St. Johnson. Um, mm-hmm. Shall we talk about St. Johnson then? Hi. <laughs> so I mean, it's a shame for them that, despite the, the fact that they've now made it six years in a row in the top six, that's a fantastic achievement for them. Yeah, yeah I've seen that. To... Suggested that only Celtic have been better than that. Yeah, only Celtic have matched it. Given... But what I, want, what I want to know, I mean, obviously the incident's going to come up. Um, we might as well talk about the incident. But, you know, sports scene have, um, you know, got this new deal, which they said was, they, their words were more cameras. Yeah. They didn't see it. The SPFL channel didn't have it. You know, there was only one camera that was controlled by someone and they were too far to the right looking at some of the players without even focusing on the incident. But the other bizarre thing, not one photographer caught the incident and nobody in the crowd with a camera phone caught it. So what happened? Nobody knows. That's, that's what you say. It's like, I, I know the, the crowd, talking point of the weekend, and nobody knows yeah, what actually happened. I know the crowd wasn't that big, and um, obviously there was only one camera, but it still seems quite unusual that nobody caught it. I suppose it's not really the kind of time you'd be filming. It's like half time in a game. It's nothing each. Nothing. Not a lot had happened. Um, the the, the know, one camera think... they did have was pointing at where the action had been rather than the yeah. middle of the park so I, I can understand how it happened and nobody's caught it it's, I mean it's not like the, 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 the scenes at the end of the Scottish Cup final last season where there was multiple cameras and Hi. everybody's filming the end because obviously Hibs have just created history and, um, but, <laughs> and yet still we were only ever, only ever seen camera footage of one guy swinging and missing that we was mm-hmm I don't know. I, know. I just think that the whole, um, no, there, there was supposed to be more cameras at, at the games, at yeah. the Scottish football games. It, it, it's only could happen to Scottish football they'd miss that kind of action. And you think that the one camera would actually focus like the players going down the tunnel, and it was just in front of there where it all kicked off. I just thought it was bizarre. But I would, I would um, love to see the referee's report because one of the things sports scene did highlight is that the referee never seen it. And yet, we were obviously both given a, a straight red card for the, the violent conduct, which is a correct decision if there has yeah. been a fight between the two of them, mm-hmm. um, which we can only assume as, was the case. But I'm, did the fourth official want to see it? If the fourth official seen it, he must have reported it to the referee, so it'll be in the referee's uh, report. So I'll be interested Yeah, it must have been. I mean, the rumour is as well that they went down the tunnel and continued their fight. Um, yeah. But what was bizarre about the whole thing? Why Hamilton were the Hamilton players were getting so embroiled in it? Yeah, I, I don't know if some of them are trying to pull players apart or what, but it just Maybe. you know Dougie Emery getting his toughness worth in like well, he I, likes to do. Yeah, Dougie Emery was just getting involved because there was a fight involved. So. Right. <laughs> but no, I don't. That, that, that seemed, you, you would think the Hamilton players would just have left them to it. Yep, gone fight. Mm-hmm. That's fine. But that shows we're getting. Well, I will just it. stand laugh at you. We will we'll enjoy this. Yeah. Um, and ultimately, Hamilton did uh, take the the full opportunity. I mean, it took a while to get that late goal, mm-hmm. but um, won the win for them. Lifted them off the bottom, timely. Mm-hmm. Sent Inverness back down to the bottom. So yeah, I mean Ross County getting beat Motherwell 
um, only drawing and Dundee getting beat on the Friday, it's hauled a couple of teams right back in it for them as well. Yeah, yeah definitely. I mean, it's just, I mean, another another Hamilton win, they could be eighth, <laughs> depending <laughs> on what the scores are. But that's how ridiculous this is. And they're still only two points ahead of Inverness, so if Hamilton get beat in Inverness, they'll be back bottom again. It's bizarre. It just sums up this whole bizarre season. Um, it's, it's easily the best bit of the league. I mean, um, mm-hmm. like Celtic have romped the top for months now. Um, Aberdeen have pretty much got a stranglehold in second spot. Rangers are mm-hmm. the third. Um, there's, there's, once you get to the, the, the sixth spot, it's been interesting, but even that's starting, like Thistle started pulling away. So it's, mm-hmm. it's everything below them. It's like you say, um, anybody that's in that box actually get relegated. And mm-hmm. someone else will be in the playoff. So. Uh, it's, right. certainly, it's certainly interesting. Um, well, while we're talking about um, the, the, the fight for relegation, it's worth mentioning St Martin and the, the Championship with our 6 2 win over Air United, which has completely closed up that division. Yeah. I think they're a point behind Air United now. A right? point behind there with a game in hand still. Yeah, so that's that's a brilliant result for them. Um, mm-hmm. it's, it's not only the fact they got the three points, it's the way they got the three points. They were 5 0 up at one point. Yeah. Aye, they made a they made a massive statement by you know with that result, um, and credit to Jack Ross, you know it took him a while to get. I mean it was a bit, a bit like um, Aloha. It took him a while to get going at Aloha, um, and then he started getting good results before he got to St. Man job. And it's been the same as St. Man. He's bedded in a lot of new players, and eventually it's they've started getting results. But you know, again down there for sixth to tenth, there's only six points. Yeah, wait six six games. Well, in Finland, St. Martin's case, are six games to play. Others five. So, and the goal difference, St. Martin is half of what Ayers is. Yeah, it's so, eleven compared to minus twenty-two. Yeah, the, the, I mean, I, I do fancy St. Martin are going to get out of that now. Mm-hmm. Um, I think most people probably fancy St. Martin will get out of that now. It's, it's a question of who else is getting dragged out. Like you say, Dunfermline and six are only six ahead of St. Martin, so they can mm-hmm. get out of it. even even Queen of the South. It, 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 it'd be a lot to overhaul nine points, but. Mm-hmm. It's not beyond the bounds of possibility. Yeah, I just think with the games that teams have against each other and the fact that Queen's got that big win against Dundee United, I think yeah. they'll be fine now. Yeah, I think um, that's probably done that. In fact, there's still an argument that Queen's will be looking at Dundee United going, oh, we could be still way to playoffs. Mm-hmm. They're only eight behind them. Now, there's only, like, Queen's have only got five games left, but the way Dundee United's form has been recently, yeah, uh, you, you would have thought Dundee United after winning the, the Challenge Cup last week. Would maybe I've been able to kick on for there, but nope. Worst mm-hmm. <laughs> again. It's just not happened for Dundee United since um, since Christmas. They've only won what two games or something like that since Christmas. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a horrible run of form, and you, you mm-hmm. think if they're going to make that playoff, which is still a mm-hmm. question, they're not going to do it, are they? You, you just cannot see them being the team that get through to play the championship, or play the, the the team from the Premiership. Yeah. I wouldn't have thought so. I, th- I still think right now, whoever's in that second bottom spot in the Premier League will survive because it's heavily weighted in their favour. Oh, Although you never know. Because look at what happened with Hibs um, three years ago. But I just think that, um, you know, you saw that, you saw when Falkirk played Kilmarnock how done they were getting into that second game and Kilmarnock just absolutely blew them apart because yeah. th- they were able to rest players. I, think, I think the thing that done Hibs was they were, th- they were fighting every single game towards the end and they just ran it above against Hamilton when Hamilton came up. That could happen mm-hmm. again this season, given how tight that is at the bottom of the Premiership. Aye, uh, true. I think Hibs were at that point, though, where you know, it was just like, we just need one win, just need one win, and then about 10 games later, oh, we're in the playoffs. Yeah. 
they, they declined badly under the butcher at that point. Even then, though, they, did they not win the first leg 2 0 at Hamilton? Yeah. They should have squished it after that and then didn't. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah I, I agree. It is weighted badly in the Premiership favour. Um, it's, it's the usual self preservation playoff system, which yeah. I hate. I would rather have straight down and have a playoff to see who comes up. Question Mark, when you're talking about Hibs, I mean, they've obviously, um, looks like the guy come up. What's your thoughts on the whole Lennon versus Duffy situation? Do you think that Lennon's right not to let it go, or do you think he should have done what Duffy then just say, just brush it off? Oh, I thought you were going to ask what one of them in the fight. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I didn't ask the right question. Well, we, we know uh, probably anyone would win that now. Oh, no, 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 no. Jim Duffy's a main hellboy. <laughs> Aye, true. <laughs> no, I wouldn't fancy taking any of them, to be honest with you. At, at some point, you have to say, look, it's heat of the moment, it's, it's part of the game. You know, we've seen Neil Lennon have. Uh, uh, a bit of a short temper on the, the sidelines before. You think maybe they'd grown out of it, but no, apparently had not. Maybe that would lose a bit of Neil Lennon's character. But uh, you, you move on for these things. It's, it's, it seems to have lingered quite a bit this one, unfortunately. So. I know, but Lennon just didn't. Let, on Friday's press conference, he was not letting it drop, and that was two days after the game. And I just thought, you know, we was definitely played it down the next day. But Lennon just had to run and run and run. And he just and he was saying it was worse than the McCoy incident, and he'd have a right to be upset at the actions of the the Morton player. But yeah. you know, he just thought let it go, Neil. And the two of them obviously played this weekend, so maybe they phoned up and patched things up before the game. Who knows? Because I don't think anyone wanted to sit in the stand at Capelo with splinters up their backsides. No, I'd rather go stand behind the goal. Aye, aye, that's it's. You would imagine that's probably the end of that now, but um, Aye. you could also say that we still don't know what McCoy said to uh, Neil Lennon, so maybe that's what somebody should have turned out. Wait, let's go back. What, what did McCoy say to you? Maybe that maybe that got my way off the, the topic between mm-hmm. him and Duffy, but uh, <laughs> time to move on for Yeah. While we're talking lower leagues, um, the bottom of the League 2 seems to have got very interesting all of a sudden again, because... We had a win for Cowden Beath over Clyde, uh, yeah. which has closed up the bottom of that table once again. Cowden Beath are now only a point behind Clyde. Um, Edinburgh City also lost, but they're three ahead of Clyde at the moment. Um, five games to go. Even Berwick Rangers aren't quite clear of it yet. But Clyde, Clyde are slapping down that table quite a bit. Oh. They're looking like the team that are in trouble. They were second at the begin at the end of November, beginning of December, and now they're sitting no second bottom. It's a hell of a decline. And you no, know, obviously what happened with you know, it didn't work out with Barry Ferguson, he chucked it. Um but the interim managers haven't done anything yet and so desperate they've now signed David Goodwillie. Yeah, that's um a short term deal. Definitely desperation. Yeah. That's a weird one because in League Two you've got three um players who could have been some for Scotland but for various reasons didn't work out because you get Craig Beatty. I think it's at Stirling or Edinburgh City. Edinburgh. I think it's Edinburgh yeah. City. Is that Derek Ryan's at the same club? He's yeah. just joined them, and um, now um, Goodwillie. Was Gary O'Connor not getting out somewhere as well? Selkirk. Ah, exactly. Right, right. Yeah. Aye. You've seen his name recently. <laughs> yeah. Aye, Gary O'Connor. Woe is me. Um, at the other end of the league, two table, fourth or final one. Now that we've stopped betting on them, clearly that's helped. 
Aye, um, well, I've just noticed that's went down to one point. Oh, I, I like a couple of weeks ago they like they lost and Arbroath really should have overtaken them, but Aaron beat Arbroath as well. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's, it's still very tight at the top there. Um, yeah. Livingston haven't quite won League One yet. Uh, moving up, uh, they are thirteen points clear of Alwa. Five games left. They probably win it in next week. The way they're going. Yeah. Uh, yeah. If they, if they win this weekend, they can clinch it. Yeah. Yeah, that's, 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 that, it's that simple for them, isn't it? So, that's, uh, that's looking at the next uh, title that's going to go, because I don't think Hibs are going to clinch it just yet in the Championship, but um, yeah. you never know, it's not far away for them. They're nine, nine clear at the top yeah. with five games to go, so they yeah, I think could make that's... it 12 when I mean, they can't officially win it, because I think Grant Morton and Daniel. I think Morton can still overtake Falkirk with a game in hand, so... Yeah. Right, even then, you could, even if Hibs won the Falkirk lost, they still only 12 clear of 40 play, so the goal difference thing would come into play. I wonder what this theme of um, building up is building up to, because you're talking about possible champions. You might as well get to the point. <laughs> yes, because one of the four divisions has uh, been clinched on Sunday. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's the, the one we all knew was coming. Celtic uh, six in a row champions for the third yeah. time in our history. Yeah, congratulations, Chris. Yeah, we're waiting for it all night. So, uh, aye. <laughs> aye, it's um, it's, it's the third time in history. Done it in nineteen ten under Roy Melly. Jock Steen's team done it in nineteen seventy one on eighty nine, and now Brendan Rodgers uh, his, his first title added to Ronnie Dyla's two and Neil Lennon's three, it's, uh, the six in a row. So it's the f- only the fourth time in Scottish history it's been done, because obviously mm-hmm. Rangers done it in the way their nine in a row as well. And done in style. Um, a five 0 win at Tinkers. Yeah, I don't think you could have asked for much more other than that. Um, the only way it would have been better is if he'd done that Ibrox. Um, but you can't um, can't be too picky. But you know, it was a tremendous uh, result for his. I mean, for what I only saw the brief highlights in the the sports scene app. But um, well, so Hearts had a couple of half chances before you actually got got the yeah. lead. So no, it's looking Hearts were better team, for, for, for sort of twenty minutes of the game. Hearts were uh-huh. Hearts did play really well, um, and that was kind of somewhat the way they. They played the first time we were at Tynecastle this season, on the very first day of the season. Um, like the Hearts gave us all sorts of trouble that day, and it was only Sinclair coming off the bench and scoring his debut that, uh, that mm-hmm. turned around. And so it's probably fitting that he was the man to get the, the, the second hat trick of the weekend after Considine. Yeah. Um, the, the, the two goals in the middle of the first half was, was just devastating. Um, that mm-hmm. one that he rifled in after a 1 2 with Roberts, I think it was. Yeah. was just ridiculous it, like, it flew off his boot and burst the net pretty much I think mm-hmm. sports scene measured it at nearly 80 miles an hour yeah. just, am I right to see they put a striker again yeah um, both Griffiths and Dembele were out uh, Griffiths obviously got injured playing for Scotland last week um, I don't know what was up with Dembele I think it might just be an illness but um, yeah uh, it, was, it was a toss up between whether Sinclair was playing through the middle or Roberts was playing through the middle they seemed to kind of swap round um, but it, 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 we did that back in January and the only game it seemed to work properly in was the game against Hearts so I wasn't mm-hmm. overly worried about it it was just the question was whether it would be uh, just as, as, as effective this time and so it proved um, mm-hmm. let's say Sinclair fired on that one the first one, the second one he got sent through one on one with the keeper and he just wasn't even caught and, and it was just mm-hmm. those, what, because, like, it was bad enough conceding one after having Hearts playing so well, but to see the second almost immediately straight after was, was a real uh, kick in the teeth for them. And I don't think Hearts really recovered after that. I mean, they, they, they probably still did a better job of controlling the midfield in the first half uh, than, than mm-hmm. Celtic did. But, um, 
but they never really troubled um, Craig Gordon much after that. And no. the second half was, was more Celtic. We just went up a couple of gears and, and took control. Um, there was that bizarre moment that the, the referee ruled out an offside goal for an own goal. Um, but I'm, I'm going to defend him here because I think he's right. Because I don't think the, the Hearts defender goes for it if Scott Sinclair isn't behind him. And Scott Sinclair's in the offside position. So I would argue yeah, that. Yeah, I think it was the, probably the right decision. Um, the, although some some ways the offside drill, it used to be like it's only when they touch the ball, or or yeah. some sometimes it's you make a movement to the ball. But yeah, to be fair, he did it move. It. He, yeah, he, he was threatening to score it. He was threatening at the end of it. So um, obviously, he, he was on his hat trick at that point. So I'm not really surprised he was doing it. So I know I, I, I can't really criticise him for that. If anything, yeah. there was one in the first half which sports seen missed, where Cal McGregor had the ball in it. Um, and he was flagged for offside now I will give the linesman the benefit of the doubt because I think he used the line of the shadow on the park of the stand but it's slightly squint <laughs> so if you use the line of the shadow it looks like he's offside because he's in the shadow I think his foot's in the shadow and the last heart's defender isn't but if you look at the lines of the pitch <laughs> he's actually level so uh, that one probably should have stood and that was a 0-0 um, I'm not can't really can't really argue too much about that one because it, it confused me for a second as well. Yeah, um, but I, I, I'm not making the decision split second, so I'll give the lights when I benefit the doubt with that. But um, it's easy. Yeah, it's easy for you to give them a benefit of the doubt when you're winning, Chris. Well, yeah, yeah. I wasn't giving. I wasn't giving them much. Of it. I, no, no. You know what? You can check Twitter because I was giving them benefit of the doubt even at nil nil. Yeah. I mean it in general, but um, you know, because yeah, when you know, lose games, it's a different matter. But well, yeah, worry. I, I, like, I like to criticise the refs even when we win, uh, but um, <laughs> I don't think that, I don't think it was too much. It could be critical of the, the referee. In this game. Um, yeah. I think the worst thing that happened was the Hearts fans just picking a wooshig part of the game. Mm-hmm. And the referee can't do anything about that. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, once once we got into half time, Armstrong got the third goal, and it was part of the time after that. Mm-hmm. The 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 pick of the bunch for me is the first Sinclair goal, but uh, I mean you've got to credit Roberts for that one that he scored as well. I think Sinclair was looking for the cross. <laughs> Roberts was having none of it. Fired it in the top corner. That was an absolute peach of a goal. That yeah. was my. I, I would have preferred that out of the two, but you know. Um, See, I like. I'll, 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 it's a great goal. I like the one-two that Sinclair plays with him, and that takes out three Hearts defenders with that one-two. It's so quick. Yeah. Um, and then just like, the, the, the shot is unsavable. So that's that's probably my, that's my favourite. But and yeah, it's a the, the technique Roberts is. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, the, the, my argument for the the penalty was why was he not booked for it? Because mm-hmm. there was three di- separate digs at uh, Sinclair that game, and that mm-hmm. run. Um, and it was a third one that took him out, and it was just it took him out. <laughs> I don't think he was watching Tent play the ball. Um, no. But even if he, even if he would have given the benefit of doubt and say, well, maybe he did try and get the ball, maybe it's not a straight red because it's arguably not a, a goal scoring opportunity. I'd still give him a yellow card, and he was on a booking. So um, if, 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 if I'm going to be critical of the referee for him, it's that. But then um, he, he was he was in a lenient mood at that point because he also only added on one minute at the end of the, the, the second half. The, the good old mercy rule. <laughs> yeah. And you see, this time added on, it's all dependent on what the score is. I mean, you never see five minutes added on um, when someone's 5 0 or 7 0 up unless there's no. been a long injury. No, I, th- but I think it was about 12 seconds of injury time in the Aberdeen game on Friday night. <laughs> Aye. Exactly. Like I mean, it's supposed to be 20 seconds per sub. Is it not um, 30, 30 think... seconds per sub? Is it not? So if you have, if you have six subs, you get three minutes automatically. 
never happens. No, never, never. Um, so yeah, that's um, Celtic have dropped just four points in the way to the their sixth consecutive title. Uh, and those came in like the 89th and 87th minutes the break equalizers so um, aye in games you possibly should have won when you aye, were back at them that, it's, 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 <laughs> you know you're just being picky when you're going, we've only dropped four points all season and we really shouldn't have dropped them either mm-hmm. yeah. so a lot of people will. there's a lot of cynics that will say uh, anyone can win the league with Celtic and all the rest of it but I think you've got to give credit to Brendan Rodgers because what he's done with that team is you know with, with guys that um, weren't Looking like first to picks like Stuart Armstrong, even Craig Gordon, you know, he's made them better players, he's made the right signings and he's given Celtic that air of confidence to say that we are the best team but we need to show respect to opposition and they've just went out and blown them all the way. There's barely any complacency set in that Celtic team. Alright, recently there's been a couple of games like the old firm game being an example in Dundee, but yeah. you've just you know, he's installed that a proper winning mentality and he's making the players feel good about themselves and yeah, I think you, know, you see the difference between this season and last season, especially now. I, I, I liked Ronnie Dyler, he had, he had the right ideas, but there was too many games under Dyler that were just things didn't work, or horrible to watch. Just <laughs> dire to watch. Or like the, the dire to watch games have been few and far between under Rodgers. Like you mentioned the, mm-hmm. the two before the international break here, like the, the, we weren't great against Dundee, we weren't great against Rangers, and we still managed to get a 1 each and a 2 1. Um, but I mean, like you, some of them are peppered with like the, the five nil at Hearts there that's clinched the title. You go back to like the near the start of the season when we thumped Aberdeen four one and then thumped Rangers five one and then thumped Cumbernet six one. Um, the, the, I think the, the, there's been question marks about Celtic's pitch at Celtic Park, um, and, and Brendan Rodgers is, is looking at replacing that in the, in the yeah. new year. Um, I actually heard something that's going to take about twelve months to get the the hybrid pitch that he wants because they can't do everything in, in the time scale that they've got in, in the summer because mm-hmm. we need to be back for the the qualifiers unfortunately. But um, I mean, the, there'll, there'll be solutions for the next season uh, to eventually get to the, to get to. But that should hopefully improve things. And I think that probably helped yesterday because Tynecastle's mm-hmm. pitch looked immaculate. Um, full yeah. credit to the ground staff at Tynecastle for that one. Um, thanks for right. thanks for making that pitch so wonderful to play on. We humped each other. Uh, but yeah, that, that's been one. That's been one of the the, the few criticisms of Celtic this season has been our own pitch. That's never something to hear from Celtic either. But no, it's, um... it's, it's unusual. It's, we, we usually have a really good pitch, but there's something about it this season just just doesn't seem right, and, and no one's been able to quite yeah. figure out why. And do you know what? Again, the snobs will say, "Aye, um, you, you're um, unbeaten in a in a poor league, all the rest of it." But it takes a good team to go a full season undefeated. Um, and to go 30 games undefeated and only drop four points so I think got to give yeah. credit which due. yeah it's not a strong Rangers yeah Aberdeen aren't as, um, don't have the money to be strong as Celtic but you've got to be you've got to beat what's out in front of you and Celtic have been doing that very well all season they've yeah. not let up and you know congratulations again I mean, it's just ridiculous like early <laughs> eight, games to spare. eight games to spare is the quickest it's been done in 88 years uh, Rangers did it back then. Um, I think technically there was a couple of games less, so Rangers won it like quicker by percentage or something along those lines. Mm-hmm. Um, I, was, I was tweeting this with SPL stats um, to mm-hmm. find out exactly what that was about, but yeah, uh, it seems to be what the thing is. I think as far as unbeaten seasons go in Scotland, it's only been done twice before, mm-hmm. uh, and both of them were in the 1890s. So <laughs> that's a long yeah. Back when it was 18 games in a season instead of 38. 
Because uh, Rangers won 18 at 18, one of them. Yeah, I, I think Celtic like, won 16 and drew two, or won 15 and drew mm-hmm. three, or something like that. And then like, Rangers the very next season went and won 18 out of 18. Typical. <laughs> 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 so, <laughs> it was uh, it's, it's just, it's, that's the only two times it's been done unbeaten. So, I mean, to even consider being unbeaten across 38 games is something completely different again. Um, as I say, the closest anyone's come was the 32 games um, that Celtic managed in 2003 or 4 and then mm-hmm. obviously Aberdeen. I think Dunfermline beat us the, the, the day we got the, the trophy that season as well. That's right, that was, exactly, a, yeah. that was the two defeats that season. So, uh, that's it's still it's still a marker for Celtic. I mm-hmm. think it's probably the lesser marker because um, if you listen to Brendan Rodgers in the Sky Studio after the game, he was talking about how they need to keep the momentum going because short term they've got the the Scottish Cup semi final coming up later this month, which mm-hmm. we obviously want to win to get to the final and have a chance to win the treble. Uh, mm-hmm. But there's also that uh, thought that we don't really have much time in the summer because half of that team is going to be playing for Scotland against England. You'd imagine that's mm-hmm. June 10th. The qualifiers for Celtic, uh, the Champions League second qualifying round, are July 11th and 12th. So you've got mm-hmm. a month of they have to get a holiday. They then have to come back for training and be ready for that game for like, pre-season and stuff. There's just no time whatsoever to give him off. So there's going to be... He's going to talk to his coaching staff, figure out what he can do over the next few games, see if he can give him a wee bit of time off now, um, yeah. but without trying to break that momentum. So it's, no. it's the latest challenge for Brendan Rodgers. But we'll, again, we'll, he's been able to meet every challenge so far. So yeah, We've got a similar challenge in terms of like, if we... If we're lucky enough to get a Scottish Cup final, um, we've only got like three weeks or four weeks, and then we're in youth, um, qualifying action because it doesn't matter if you you're in the Scottish Cup final or finish second or whatever. Every Scottish team that's in the Europa League is in the first qualifying round this year. Yeah, which is like the end of June or something. Was it like yeah, of June or something? last week of June. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just a ridiculous start. I mean, when you consider that what you say the internationals June the tenth. I know. And then you're talking, Champions League finals the third of June. Yeah, you're talking two and a half weeks later. <laughs> There's no time off at all. Well, I suppose in Aberdeen's case, you don't have people called up for Scotland, so it's not a problem. But I mean, I know. we're talking about Niall McGinn possibly staying beyond the season. He's likely to be involved in Northern Ireland's qualifiers. Yeah, um, that'll probably be a big reason why he want to go as well. He's had a lot of the break in the last couple of years. Exactly, because he's obviously playing the Euros um, just yeah. there's someone there. So. Mm-hmm. Although Johnny Hayes might be away as well. Um, well, not away from Aberdeen, mean away with Ireland, because he just yeah. had his first cap. Yes. Yeah, so I it could be, but you may not you may not have a Scots in the, the Scotland squad, but you've certainly got the players elsewhere. So, and it's key players. That's the thing. It's like no Hayes and McGinn. You mentioned it earlier. They've been they've been massive for Aberdeen the last few seasons. So, Aye, not, not literally massive because they're wee guys, but <laughs> <laughs> I know what you meant, Chris. <laughs> Don't know if our listeners might think differently, but <laughs> all right, so. I think we've pretty much covered off everything. We did kind of skip over the Inverness uh, commander to win each draw on Saturday. Just another Inverness um, draw. Yeah, yeah. They, they need to convert them into wins. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I, I, it wasn't really a good result for either team because, as we said, they're this were looking like closing in in that sixth place, which mm-hmm. will leave Kilmarnock in the, the bottom half. So maybe they could have done with the three points. So, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, yeah they're, they're, there's, there's still time. If any, what you say, if anybody's going to catch this, so it's them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we will. We, will. Uh, we have midweek games coming up. Mm-hmm. I think there's, there's two. 
on Tuesday and four on Wednesday. I think I'm right in saying. Yeah, we're at home to Inverness tomorrow, and there's a big game, Ross County and Dundee. Big game down at the bottom. Um, so hopefully, from our point of view, we get the three points. Um, although we did slip up against Hamilton in midweek game, so I'm not getting my chickens ahead of that one. Yeah, but I was um, at, I was in Hamilton, so. Um... Home game. Aye, true, but we're still up against a side who's just went to the bottom and need the points. Yeah. And um, you know, we need to win and keep our momentum going ahead of the game against Rangers on Sunday. Yes, aye, there is that. I mean, I mean, if you can win that game, you're talking thirteen points clear, mm-hmm. knowing that Rangers are, are playing the following day. Yeah. Um, so you have twenty four hours more rest ahead of that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and as, as I mentioned earlier, they're, they're struggling for for defenders against Kilmarnock so that might be mm-hmm. a, a struggle to get anything for that game because Kilmarnock like, again we need, they need the points they're hoping part of this will lose at Celtic Park which is is, is, is always a good bet uh, given Celtic's recent <laughs> record <laughs> but uh, they, 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 they need that kind of double with this always and Kilmarnock getting something off Rangers mm-hmm. uh, Big one so, Derby as well this yeah, week oh, it's massive I mean given given the, the position the two of them are in yeah that's mm-hmm. uh, if you can get three points out of that game, you not only get the local bragging rights, but you're, you're a long way to uh, every point to a prisoner in that bottom half of the team. Aye. Aye, um, there's another interesting game Wednesday night with St Johnson Hearts. Aye, just St Johnson's spot, because that could still be the a European spot for us, if, um, if it's a Celtic Aberdeen final in the Scottish Cup. Aye, even if it's a Rangers Aberdeen final. Yeah, oh yeah. First place we get it. Very true, yeah. yeah. As long as Aberdeen are in the cup final, so no doubt yes. Hibs will beat us now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're, they're, wanting to, they're wanting to retain the Scottish Cup. So. Yeah. They're, they're, they are hoping to be that joke, aren't they? You, know, you, wait, you wait 114 years for a Scottish Cup and then took it all at once. Yeah. Aye, hopefully not this day. Aye, hopefully not. We've, we've got a long one. We've both agreed on one. We've waited 27 years, so let us um, catch the next bus. <laughs> Uh, so that's midweek. We are not going to do predictions for midweek because there's nothing really count to the bet. Nothing really counts to the bet anymore because we're rubbish at bet. Uh, but eh, we're going to soldier on. We're going to try our best because it's for charity after all. So, uh, and McBookie have been very generous. I say very generous. They, they've been really lucky in that we've rubbish at picking. But they are generous nonetheless. <laughs> yeah, they are good guys. It's nice that they give us the, the chance to give them easy money. Yeah. So, uh, Saturday games, we'll start off with Celtic versus Kilmarnock. Um, needless um, to say, Celtic are favourites for us. Really? What are they, always like 1 to 20 or something? 2 to 17. Uh, you'll get 28 to 1 if you think Kilmarnock can win it. 8 to 1 to draw. So. Um, yeah, it's what score do I go with? Um, I think I'll go with 4 now, Celtic. Um... Uh, I'm going to go 2-0 Celtic come on it gives anyone a difficult game it's at uh, Rugby Park um, and did score that peach at Celtic Park in the 6-1 game mm-hmm. so uh, I, I, I'll go Celtic 2-0 yeah. um, next up on Saturday Hamilton Aki's versus Ross County oh, one of those crucial bottom 6 games I'm going to go for a home win 1-0 I think Hamilton will just edge it I am going to go one all. So I think that's going to be a, another draw in a, a very tight part of the league. Uh, it's thirty-one to twenty for the Hamilton win, nineteen to ten Ross County win, and twenty-three to ten the draw. 
Uh, so next up, Heart of Midlothian versus Dundee. Yeah, um, Hamish, where are you? Um, it's just disappeared since Cathal came in. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> oh dear. Um, I think I think Hearts might actually get a victory here. Yeah, um, yeah. I think they're going to go 2-1 uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I can't see it in Northern Hearts winning this unfortunately Dundee um, looked pretty good against Celtic and looked utterly abysmal against you <laughs> um, yeah. so going to Tynecastle where Hearts are usually better than on the road mm-hmm. um, the odds have just changed for this when we're looking at it it's 4-7 to seven Hearts to win 11-2 uh, to two, Dundee to win and 3-1 to win the draw but um, aye, I'll take the Hearts I'll, yeah 2-1 sounds good to me mm-hmm. So next up, Inverness versus St. Johnson. Inverness badly need the victory. Um, but I'm going to go win or draw. A 1-1. <laughs> um, if I remember right, St. Johnson's away form is better than their home form. Is that what we said previously? It is. Yeah, if you don't think... count them when their players fight with each other, that is. <laughs> yeah, second best away record in the league. Um... I'm going to agree with you. I think a one-all draw sounds about right. Uh, if you think you agree with us, it's twelve to five the draw. It's fifteen to eight. Inverness to win sixty-four. St Johnston win. And the final start of the game: Partick Thistle versus Motherwell. And depending on how results go, this could clinch Partick Thistle's top six spot. Yeah, I think they'll clinch it. Um, I think they'll win one-nil. I think they'll win two-one. It's it's even. Partick Thistle win. Uh, 5 to 2 to draw, Motherwell 29 to 10. Which just leaves the final game of the weekend in Scotland. Massive game at Petaudry, Aberdeen versus Rangers, live on one of the Taylor channels. Sky. Was it Sky? Yeah, the, the worst one of the two. Yeah, that's depressing. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. 12.30 kickoff. Yeah. What do you like? Um, I'm quite confident. I'm going to go 2-1 Aberdeen. Is this a head, a head versus heart or is head and heart agreeing? Or? I think I'm going, no, I, I, my head's talking for once. Usually, usually my head says, be cautious, be cautious, be cautious. Just go where draw, sit in the fence. Um, don't jinx your team, but I'm quite confident we'll actually win. As am I. I think you win more than you did last time too. I think 3-1. Really? Yep. Uh, the goal, you've got goals in you at the moment um, and if they're still struggling with defence there's a good chance you'll win it it's just a case of not bottling it I think um, aye cause well we've played them at Ibrox we were poor yeah you weren't even that great the first time you played them at Petaudry no. and still managed to grind it the 2-1-1 um, mm-hmm. the, the, the free kick certainly helped but um, yeah. I, no, I think I think you're bringing my confidence at the moment um, yeah. I'm actually concerned about when we go to Petaudry Mm-hmm. Uh, just because of that, for that reason but um, yeah. yeah I think they win but just remember the first rule of the charity bet is never bet in Aberdeen so we're not touching it plus it's a Sunday game <laughs> yeah, just in case I, you're tempted it's a Sunday game you, well given that the Aberdeen are 13-10 to it's actually not bad odds if you fancy Aberdeen to win mm-hmm. um, you're 94 if you think the Rangers will win and 12-5 to the draw um, is there anything there that stands out though? I think St Martin will Dumbarton Three four, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, is that what the odds? I don't know the odds, but I just yeah. Three four, three is not bad. Um, and I think given our pathetic record, I think um, yeah, let's mm-hmm. go with that. Um, so have we got? Let's see, it's, 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 uh, Duffy versus Lennon, Martin versus Hibbs at uh, the weekend as well. Mm-hmm. 
lower down the divisions. Livingston at home. I was a big game in League One, so. Uh, like I said, they could clinch the title. I wasn't kidding. Yeah. <laughs> they actually could if they won that. Mm-hmm. Is that simple? Um, is that maybe one that we touch? 13 20, Livingston. I'm not sure. It's if anybody can, if anybody can stop me, Bella, but even then, it's at home in Livingston. So. Yeah. I think we should just do. What's what's the double? Is it Manly and Livingston? Uh, Not that we're going to win, but. Uh, well, no. <laughs> if you put £10 on that double, you get twenty-eight eighty-seven, and then you need to knock off a stake. So, to be honest. Uh, we need to stick on our team. Aye, aye. Um, I'm we to, four for our bowlers are playing as well. Yeah. No better than that one because Forfar just banned for the at this point. Edinburgh City can beat is another big game in that division. What um, about Elgin at home Montrose? 10 11. Actually, you know what I'm eyeing up? Clyde are at home to Anna Athletic. And Anna Athletic are 19 to 10. Despite the fact they're third in the division and Clyde are second bottom. Totally. That's tempting. Very tempting. Uh, aye, do you know what? Stuff it. <laughs> Let's just. We've got to be really cautious to Aye, go on. <laughs> Aye, yeah. That puts value in it. That does. That's nineteen to ten. A big bet. So, if you took the treble, oh, we're up at eighty-three pounds seventy-four now. Oh God, <laughs> that one game. Uh, that's that's, oh, that's, that's hilarious. A, that's a massive stake. Was that is, is that a like, away record garbage or something? <laughs> uh, I don't I, know. Uh, uh, well, hey, why not? We need to make money and let's bet somehow. Yeah. Clyde fans will be absolutely delighted that we're going for Anna Athletic. Aye, probably. Actually, it's more like, the way we've been going, it's more like, listen, Burner Livingston will screw it up. Probably. (laughs) The Burner fans will hate us. It's called bankers. Aye. So, Burner Livingston, Anna Athletic (laughs) is our charity bet treble. And we just need a first goal scorer now. Um, Liam Buchanan. Mm. Or Russell Airdrie. Yeah, the whole break. The whole breaking. Yeah, let's go in. That sounds good to me. So uh, those odds will come later the week, as usual, because we don't have any first goal scorer odds at the moment. Um, but other than that, I think it's another podcast done and dusted. Nice one. Didn't think we were going to get one tonight. Nice of you to come in at the last minute and yeah, save yeah. it. <laughs> Having two kids, it's great fun. People, yeah. so, so people keep telling me. Yeah. I'm surprised that I managed to find the time to be honest with all this wedding stuff going on. Uh, how long is it now? Twelve days. Ooh. You got next week now? I might squeeze in I need something to take my mind off it. You will you, be on next week if you win your game. On Sunday. I ah, well that's that's a guarantee. It's a big game, Aberdeen Rangers, so the likelihood is the podcast will break down. We usually oh, miss the big games. Point, yeah. <laughs> well, we managed to get itself to Rangers game on the last thing. So that was... Yeah, that's true. That seemed to work all right, but um, aye, fingers crossed. So, thanks for coming on, John, and um, hopefully talk to you next week. Well, thanks so much, Chris. Well done again. Right, congratulations to Celtic. Yeah. Cheers. Right, cheers, guys. <laughs>